You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. This is the ZABEcast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up and let's go. In the end, it was meet Cole Hardman with a corn dog in the observatory. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions yet again. They dagger Kyle Shanahan and the Niners 25 to 22 in 
overtime for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Good morning, everybody. And you are looking live at the past midnight hour here on the East Coast as I am up here awake for you, still processing and chasing down all these Easter eggs from the game we just watched and going to try to sleep as fast as I can. For those of you who will listen and wake up tomorrow morning in Milwaukee and listen to me on 97.3, The Game with Brian Butch and Josh Albrecht. So here we are. It's late. I'm still processing everything. I should be in bed right now, but I, I'm never able to sleep after the Super Bowl. I wish it didn't go four hours. I wish they would have started a little earlier in the afternoon, but I couldn't just not put out a podcast. Now, of course, there's nobody with me today. It's literally 12.04 a.m. And I didn't want to add fluff stuff today to the podcast, pre-recorded things. I could have spent at least five minutes on the fascinating interaction between Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes at a club on Saturday night, but nobody cares about that now. Let's talk about the game. Chiefs 25, Niners 22, excuse me. And look, before we go one inch further into any of this stuff, let me say this at the top. The Chiefs are worthy, beyond a doubt, winners. They won this game. It was not rigged. Yes, I still hate them. And by hate, I mean hate. Can you hear the air quotes on the hate? Like, I don't really hate them. Like, I wake up, Chiefs. I hate them because they're good. I hate them because this ain't over. I hate them because this was probably the most flawed Chiefs team. And they had the hardest road to navigate. And they still stood under a shower of confetti when it was all said and done. Patrick Mahomes is an unbelievable player. You don't need me to tell you that. I'm disappointed that he reacted the way he did against Josh Allen when the Bills game happened and uh, Kadarius Toney was called offsides, which he was. And the whole bitching to Josh Allen, man, that's the biggest bullshit call ever. Like, Okay, good game, maybe. See, that's going to be a hard one for me to ever really like or really love Mahomes from afar. But I don't deny that he is incredible. He is Jordan in cleats. He is a guy, and this is a great tweet. I'm going to find this here, and this is what I've been doing for the last hour and a half, trying to watch this, send off a tweet, a text. Look, Wait, hold on. Uh, Whose leg did it go off again? On the punt that changed the game. I feel like I should know that name. And the answer is, uh, I wrote it down here somewhere. Uh, Yeah, no, I didn't write it down. Some guy I never heard of. Uh, Daryl Luter Jr. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, And of course, Ray Ray McLeod should have just fallen on the ball. He tried to scoop it up and make a play with it, which I know in a panic... It's probably easy to do as a player, even though you're coached and you're told, just fall on it. It's a punt. It's going nowhere. Just get the ball. That changed the entire game, obviously, and it was a pretty boring game in which the Niners were mostly outplaying 
the Chiefs. But the games are 60 minutes long, or in this case, 75 minutes long. And it would have gone even longer if they hadn't scored a touchdown at the end. More on that in a second. So anyway, here's the tweet I was uh, grabbing about this. Uh, Kevin Clark of The Ringer. He, he tweeted, the reason I think Mahomes is Michael Jordan is because Jordan relegated so many would-be legends to minor characters. He left literally no breathing room for anyone else and shaped the legacies of basically all of his contemporaries. We might be seeing it again. He's on his way. That's, that's a good point. He is uh, trashing like Godzilla knocking down buildings, the legacies and the hopes and the dreams of every other really good player, but not as good as he is, that is playing in the current Patrick Mahomes era. Not only that, but he is, like Jordan, he is taking spare parts and guys that don't seem to necessarily, like you wouldn't say on your own, this guy's a great player. I mean, Steve Kerr, classic example. John Paxson. Classic example. Jordan would turn spare part guys into gold in the biggest moments, and he's done it again with Mecole Hardman, who with his touchdown catch had more touchdown catches this year than catches for the New York Jets. (laughs) How was that for a stat right there? And the play was once again an Andy Reid special. It was almost a dead ringer for the play they used last year in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, a little bit of fake motion, do a U-turn. You got to be very quick to switch off on it, apparently, from what the football people say. And Andy Reid called it Corndog. That was the name of the play last year. And he called this one Corndog with a little bit of mustard on top of it. So there is a bit of a wrinkle to it. But Miko Hartman... (laughs) I had to Google, like, when did the Jets trade him back? And what was the deal on that? And I quickly pulled up the story, and it's uh, Harden was explaining, I don't know why they're not using me. I think I'm one of the best guys in the league in space, but I don't know. Maybe the coaches see something I don't. So they, they flip him back to the Chiefs, who were really thin at wide receiver at the time, and boom, they use him, and he scores the winning touchdown. Mahomes is now a three-time Super Bowl champion. And yes, Mount Brady can be summited. It's still going to take a lot. But I would not bet against it necessarily. Like I said, worst Chiefs team, hardest road, ends in confetti. Fuck. But um, they're worthy champions. It was not rigged. I still hate them, air quotes. Uh, I do wish that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously the Mahomes family is interesting with his brother being a sexual predator who got off because he clearly paid his victim a shit ton of money to not cooperate in the investigation. He avoided serious jail time because of it. It's good to have money, good to be famous, good to have a brother like that. His dad needs to check into rehab. Uh, Mahomes' mom might be a lovely woman. I Do you ever see her? Do you ever hear about her? I don't know. And he says his wife is a wonderful mother and and wife and loves him very much. She's a bit annoying for my taste, but that's fine. She doesn't care about my opinion, and she shouldn't. And I am not mad about any of the Swift stuff. Not mad about how many times they showed her. Not mad about it being a storyline. 
In fact, the only thing I'm a little bit sad about is that it's not exactly exciting anymore. I remember when it first began, like, is he really dating her? Oh, my God. Oh, she's going to be at the game. Look, she's at the game. And that lasted for a little bit, and then she kept showing up to games. And you had to recalibrate and go, yeah, I think they're just like boyfriend-girlfriend. Good for them. So I guess now if this continues in the next year, it's going to be kind of ordinary. Oh, yeah, well, it's Chiefs game, and Kelsey. by the way, Kelsey's not retiring. <laughs> That's obvious. As she'll be at the games next year, I assume. Although her tour, her international tour does stretch all the way, I believe, into September and October of next year. So she's going to be a busy, busy woman. But she found time to fly back for this. Uh, they flew two planes over. Had two planes just in case one of them uh, had mechanical issues. So that whole scenario, I dreamed up the alt. And she did splurge for a suite, which apparently the first reports were the suite was $1.5 million. Then somebody said, no, the 1.5 was only the first payment. It was actually 2.5 because of the size and the amenities, location, et cetera. Now, did she get that at no cost to Ms. Swift, who has done so much for the league this year in their ratings? Don't know. I do know there was a shot of her and the commissioner talking before the game, and it looked kind of serious, but it was a 20-second snippet at best in a partially obscured, long-lens shot, so you have no fucking idea what they were saying. (laughs) People had funny tweets on it, though. I believe Andrew Brandt tweeted, I can see Goodell right here saying, Now, Taylor, if you do happen to break up with uh, Travis, we do have in the NFL any number of otherwise eligible bachelor men who I think would be more than happy to entertain going out with you. Because she has been such a positive impact for the game she's been in attendance of and the ratings and the key demographics. They had two commercials for typical women-oriented products that would have never otherwise advertised in the Super Bowl. One of those was the Sarah V ad with Michael Sarah, which I don't know if that was that funny after all. I don't know if it sold much product. My wife already has CeraVe. V. Men, we don't moisturize for the most part. I moisturized this weekend for the first time in a long time because in the dead of winter, my legs were so dry and so scratchy. So anyway, enough of that. Worthy champions, 25-22 final in overtime. Corn dog to play, me, Cole Hardman. Patrick Mahomes, ridiculously good. Uh, and like I said, I, Mount Brady is summitable, but we're still a lot, we're still halfway up from base camp. We're not even to the steep part yet. The funny part is Troy Aikman tweeted back in 2019. Uh, the Athletic tweeted, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. Aikman tweeted back from his official account, Talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Barstool tweets, update, Mahomes now has 100% of Troy Aikman's Super Bowls. But back to the game itself. So obviously early on, it was pretty, it was pretty dry. It's pretty boring. 
A lot of early mistakes, a lot of punting. Saw somebody tweet a meme of Kirk Ferentz at Iowa saying, darn good football game if you ask me. 3-0 Niners, 10-0 Niners, 10-3 with a late field goal end of the half. Then to open the second half, Mahomes with a bad pick. Bad pick trying to force it into Kelsey. First playoff pick in forever. I think seven games and however many plays, drives, quarters, minutes, you name it. That was the first point you said, okay, I think the Chiefs are in real trouble here. But they uh, they overcome that. They get a stop, crucial stop there. Then get the ball back. They could have gone for it on a fourth and six, chose instead to kick a Harrison Butker field goal that was a million, 57-yarder, longest in Super Bowl history, and it was a terrible snap that the Niners' awesome punter was able to uh, corral and get down but it went right between two sets of arms. One of the many things that were unlucky for the Niners in this game, and I know winners kiss the pretty girls who are pop stars and the losers bitch about how they were not very lucky that night. But there was a lot of things that broke against the Niners. It Terribly unlucky game for them. That was one bit of bad luck right there. So it was then the play that turned everything around. The punt, which hit. Uh, Daryl Luton Jr., Daryl Luter Jr. I don't think, know if he was doing anything wrong, per se. And then Ray Ray just, ah. One play later, they're in the end zone. MVS actually catches a wide-open pass. That's not an assumed thing for those who know the MVS experience. And next thing you know, the Chiefs are ahead. Fucking A. For those of you that were hoping they wouldn't win, you're saying to yourself, I can't believe it. But the Niners come back, they score, and then miss the extra point. And Moody has been all over the place this year. At times, he looks he's looked awesome, worthy of the draft pick they spent on him. At other times, you say, this guy sucks. He's going to absolutely kick us out of the postseason. Pulled the extra point. It was low, terrible kick, blocked. Big difference now, 16-13. Chiefs come down, tie it. 16-16, Mahomes sacked on third down on a play, running around, trying to get away from guys. Uh, Javon Hargrave was amazing in this game. Niners also got held a whole shit ton, and they did not call it. That's one of the things on my list, the unlucky Niners list. Kick the field goal to go to 16-16, but then the Niners come back, end of regulation, uh, towards the end of regulation, And they got a third and four. Third and four at the 35. And Steve Spagnuolo, Steve Spagnuolo, who is brilliant, dials up a blitz, gets McDuffie into a gap. McDuffie jumps the pass, deflects it away. Now they've got a kick. And so not only do they kick, and they made it. Moody was great. Banged it through from 52. No problem. They're up three. But there's a minute 53 left for the Magic biracial unicorn and he did what he does drove him right down into position for the easy field goal and almost a chance in the end zone excuse my voice it is late did I tell you it's past midnight um almost a chance to win the game Romo I I got a whole section on Romo here but Romo saying oh you know you get two plays down here easy I'm thinking bro there's nine seconds and the first play any play takes like Four seconds. 
You really want to play with fire on another play with the Super Bowl on the line? A slip, a sack, something weird? No. You got one play with nine or ten seconds left. They added a second on the clock. Kick the field goal, tie the game, and go to overtime. All right. Here comes Carl Cheffers with the overtime rules. Uh, no, Bill Vinovich, excuse me. And I did something that I should not have done. I ignored him. I said, yeah, 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 we know these bullshit overtime rules. First team that gets it, they have to score a touchdown to win the game. Otherwise, if it's a field goal, the other team gets a chance to possess the ball. Blah, blah, blah. It was almost like the announcements on a flight. In case of an emergency landing, notice your exit doors. Your blah, 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 blah. When are you going to start serving drinks? Well, I should have listened because I forgot. They added the new overtime playoff version of the rules, which says both teams must, no matter what, touchy-touch the ball and have a chance to score in overtime because that would be fair. And the world is now run by fairies. It's got to be fair. I'd forgotten that. And Nance did not do a great job, in my opinion, of hammering that home and resetting that with the audience. I had to go to Google to look it up. Like, didn't they change these rules? Why, yes, they did. It wasn't until I believe Romo showed that he too did not know there were special playoff overtime rules that were different. Because on the third and goal play for the Niners, that was another Spagnolo blitz. He's got four rings, Spagnolo, as a coordinator. One with the Giants, three with the Chiefs. No other coordinator has ever had four rings. Coordinator. That's pretty impressive. On that blitz, Roma was prattling on about, Jim, this is for the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking, no, it ain't. Not at all. Because if they score, the Chiefs will still get the ball back. It was only then, only after that, that Nance made sure to put it on the broadcast. Oh, by the way, even if the Chiefs are going to get the ball back, no matter what. And I believe that had to be Jim Rickoff, who was the producer of the game for CBS, had to get in his ear or somebody to get in Jim Nance's ear to go, Uh, sounds like Roma doesn't know the rules. Just clarify, both teams get the ball. So that, of course, was huge because now down three, the Niners or the Chiefs know exactly what they need. Three to tie, seven to win. More importantly, they got four downs instead of three to do it because getting stopped on four downs is fatal. You're not going to punt, so you got to go for it on fourth down. And they had that fourth down, which was the crucial one. Fourth and less than one, I thought they got a bad spot. I thought the Chiefs got several bad spots in this game. On fourth and less than one, they, uh, well, actually, that was not a bad spot play. That was a legitimate stop. On the fourth and one shotgun, Mahomes rolls out to his right. A little option there. Kelsey was out in motion as well. Could have been a dump, depending if it was covered or not. He kept it himself, ran for a bunch of yards, no problem. It's a huge advantage to not get the ball in overtime. But I didn't know it at the time. Didn't hear it on television at the time. 
didn't see it on my social media timeline at the time. But once it became apparent, I think we all said, oh, yeah, no, no. With these rules, you definitely want to kick if you win the coin flip. And the Niners did indeed win the coin flips. Now, part of the reason this is all so confusing and my head was spinning is this is the first time it's been used. We have no muscle memory because this is not even used in the regular season. Uh, and it's only been around the the new double touchy overtime rule, which I still hate. I'm a true believer in true sudden death. Oh, you didn't win the coin flip and the other team went 35 yards and kicked, kicked a field goal? Too bad. Maybe you should have played better defense. I think the strategic play by far is to kick the football and play defense. Now, it, it, uh, it, it doesn't you know, help when you, know, you, you can. Well, the Niners almost had a turnover there. Uh, sorry, I've got veg brain here past midnight. It, it, it can work against you, but I think generally speaking, the best strategic play is to kick the ball and play defense. A, you know what you need. B, you got four downs. C, you could even go for two if the other team scores seven, and then you um, drive down the field for six. You got a choice then. Do we want to end it right here going for two? Be assholes about it or have balls the size of church bills? As Dabney Coleman once said in the movie Dragnet, well, you got balls the size of church bells with a little bit of a lisp. Or do you want to just go for the extra point to tie the game and to keep going into more overtime? Which brought me into my rules kerfuffle confusion. Because again, I've never been this deep into a fourth, into a fifth quarter. I'm thinking, how come Andy Reid is not using his timeouts? Because even though both teams get to touch the ball, I thought the team that got to touch the ball second was still constrained by time in you know the 15-minute period. And if I had listened to Bill Vinovich and the announcement from the flight attendant, then I would have known this is a brand new game and that the clock is there only to switch sides on, only to take a break for orange slices and just go down here to the other side. So it was almost like playing you know, without a clock because it didn't matter, which brings me to my other strategic point, which looking at it now, and I didn't think of it at the time, but I now think of it at this time, the game-winning touchdown happened with the play with the game clock running and Shanahan had two timeouts why with your defense gassed why would you not use one of those two timeouts to catch your breath to be ready for that corn dog play with mustard on it that daggered the Eagles last year Huge tactical mistake. Mistake when the overtime rules are such that hey, the game's going to keep on going and going and going with no regard for time or quarter. If the Niners have to kick, a, if the Chiefs have to kick a field goal here, timeouts are virtually worthless. They're like first quarter timeouts, almost like you have a bucket of them on the sideline. They needed that timeout. The Niners were clearly gassed on defense. Fred Warner, who was an absolute play-erasing monster, watched Mahomes run right by him on one of those big scrambles late, and I said, 
There's no way he does that in the first quarter. No way Warner does not intercept him and knock him senseless. But he was toast. They lost Dre Greenlaw on Achilles injury, just going onto the field after a punt. Talk about unlucky. Holy shit. I believe Dr. Chow Chow, Mr. Football Injury Guy, called it an exotic motion Achilles rupture. Exotic motion, I think, which I think just refers to he made an unusual motion where he did a little hop step because he was all pumped up, like, let's go. Does a quick hop, then a, a scissor stance, stretched his leg out, and pop. Isn't it weird and freaky and sad that the season, the NFL season, began with a prominent Achilles rupture for seemingly no reason, and it ended with a prominent Achilles rupture for seemingly no reason. But at that point, I thought, now, and I think now, not calling a timeout to just catch your breath and be set for the play, huge tactical bit of malpractice. Why did he take the football in overtime, knowing the new playoff rules? I am certain the Niners went through it and said, if, okay, if, if, uh, if it goes to overtime, what's our strategy on the coin flip? Are we taking the ball? Are we kicking the ball? If we win, what do we want to do? How are we playing this out? I guarantee they went over it. There must be reasons. I'm sure, as I've turned the TV off, I'm podcasting now, I'm hoping to get to bed real quick here, there's going to be an explanation from Kyle on that. But I hate the rules. It's stupid, and game goes forever. <laughs> and it did. But the Chiefs were better. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. 
Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Now let's get to Romo. Shall we? Uh, first of all, did I get all the unluckiness out of there? Drew Greenlaw blows out his Achilles. Chiefs had five fumbles in the game. They only lost one. Lots of holding penalties not called. Uh, fumbled punt return changed the game. Debo was hurt, did come back. Who knows how effective he could have been if he wasn't out of the game. Kittle got hurt late, had to go in and get his shoulder wrapped. The blocked f- extra point, the narrowly missed blocking Butker's long field goal, which might have been a snap disaster. Just a lot of bad luck. Kyle Shanahan has now blown double-digit leads three times in the Super Bowl, once as an offensive coordinator for Atlanta, up 28-3 on the on the on Brady and the Chief Brady and the Patriots. Slow down. And a 10-point fourth quarter to Kansas City in Miami, and now a 10-point lead, even though it was an early 10-point lead in this game. That said, Kansas City, I thought, got a couple of bad spots. I thought use check. Had a classic Des Bryant-like Des caught it play. But I guess they have softened that interpretation of the rule. They have modified that as well. Don't quote me on it. I get things wrong all the time. Such as when I tweeted, why isn't Reed using timeouts here? Because they could run out of time. Oh, you're a talk show host. You don't know these rules. 
motherfucker, there's a lot of shit I don't know. But there's one thing I will do. I will admit when I don't know something. I will admit when I had to Google, wait a minute, uh, what are the rules in overtime now? Just checking on this. So anyway, to Romo. Nance and Romo are a disaster right now. Not only is Romo all over the place, but I believe he is completely throwing Nance off. Nance is comp- Nance used to be one of the smoothest guys out there. And I like Nance, and I think he's still good on football. Many people like to say, eh, go back to golf, old Vineyard Vines Jimmy. He doesn't have the punch, say, of Buck, who's outstanding, is not as good as the all-around package of Iron Eagle, who's quickly going to be in one of those big chairs soon. And I'm very much a fan of Tarico, even though he doesn't quite have the deep end pipes that I wish he had. Tarico's command of the game, down and distance, the rules, strategy, everything is elite. I believe Nance is getting fucked up by Romo big time because Romo's a mess. Romo is throwing out all this jargon, and it's incoherent. Listen, Tony, we on the couch, we know a little bit about football, enough to be dangerous, but we're not in there in the film room 12 hours a week. So dumb it down and don't try to throw all this stuff at us on every single play. I really wish the announcers would just talk basic strategy. Where are we at? Are they in field goal position right now? What are you thinking in terms of run, pass, run, pass, run, run? What are we going to do here? Stop overcomplicating it. That's number one. Number two, Romo oscillates between super analytical, savant-like, watch this, this safety's going here, this corner's going there, and then goofy fanboy. And you don't know what you're going to get. I don't think Nance knows what he's going to get on any given play at any given time. And then the biggest thing to me is that Romo is in the broadcast way too much pre-snap. He is talking right up to the snap on the front end, which I don't like as a viewer. number of you were saying in my timeline, Mr. Negative Nelly tonight, just shut up and watch the game yourself. I don't know why you make such a big deal. Hey, it's a televised product. The television product has parameters for being good. That includes all elements, the camera work, the replays, the graphics, and the announcers. So when the announcers are off, or if they're a disaster as they were in this game, I'm going to say something. This is the product I'm watching. And it could be better. It should be better. I don't know if it's fixable. Romo is way too busy before the snap. Which leads us to the game-winning touchdown. The Super Bowl-winning touchdown, the final call of which is one of the worst calls in my lifetime of a Super Bowl-winning catch. Here's what it sounded like. This is from the NFL's own account on YouTube. can only feel the number of people out there being like, what's going on? First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hardman! Jackpot! Kansas City! 
And this was the Andy Reid special. Okay, shut up. Did nobody explain to Romo the layout? Here's how it works for a proper call. Let's go back here. I'm going to do a little broadcast telestration for you here because I am a broadcast professional myself. Here's how it should work. First of all, play clock is under nine seconds. can only feel the number of people Eight, out there being seven, like, seven, six, five. <laughs> the ball snapped with five seconds of the play clock. And Romo is jibber-jabbering right up until that point. There are people out there being like, what's going on? First and goal. So Nance has to slip that in. First and goal. Here it goes. Mahomes flings it. It's there. Now, what did Romo say during that? Mahomes flings that Super Bowl. It's there. For the Super Bowl. Mahomes flings that Super Bowl. It's there. It used to be an absolute ironclad law. Do not step on the play-by-play man. And I think Romo needs to be reminded of that. This is not a radio broadcast of a super incredible play where it's hard not to bellow out, oh my God. This was the entire, this is the Super Bowl. First down and goal. Shut up. Get out of Nance's way. What are you doing? Mahomes flings that Super Bowl. It's there! Hardman! Jackpot! Kansas City! Okay, not a Terrible call unto itself, except Romo fucked it all up. Jackpot, Kansas City. Great. Lay out. Romo, you... Shh, shh, shh. Uh, Nance is going to lay out for about 10 seconds here to let the moment swell. And, this was- and then stop. The next voice you hear needs to be Nance again. Nance, the play-by-play man, needs to come back in and add a second layer to punctuate the moment because that's what he's paid to do. That's what he is elite at doing. That's what he has prepared to do in this situation. Jackpot, Kansas City. Layout, crowd noise. Romo, shut it. Nance, second loop by to add something along the lines of back-to-back, and they did it with the hardest road possible. Mahomes is a champion again over a heartbroken Niners team and Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Then you lay out some more. Romo, Romo, shit. And then you let the crowd You let us at home soak in the moment for another 20 seconds. You let uh, uh, Jim Rifkin, Johnny Rifkin, or whoever's producing the broadcast, you let him call up all the camera shots. Take two. Okay, ready? Three, three. Okay, fade to three. Okay, where's Taylor? Where's Taylor? There she is. Okay, ready? Taylor shot. Let's go. Hold on. Reed's coming over across. Let's get the coaches. Down to the coaches. Take camera five. Let that happen for 20 seconds. Romo can then collect his thoughts on what happened, why it happened. You can cue up the replay. And then you call for the replay. You say, okay, all right, Tony, here we go. We're going to come to you here. Replay is queuing up in three, two, one. Roll replay. Romo steps in at that point and says, Jim, I told you, Reed 
has a lot of special plays around the goal line that he thinks of, that he deploys. He's the best in the game at it, maybe the best ever. Does this look familiar to you? Motion, reverse motion, wide open, just like in last year's Super Bowl. You show it from several angles. Angles. Romo can look good at that point. Romo can look good, and the whole thing plays a lot better. Instead, Romo, blah, 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 blah. It's the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they win it by... Okay, so they... By the way, the NFL account on YouTube just cut in the middle. Romo rambled on for another 20 seconds. And part of the problem is Romo is talking, A, out of turn, B, he's giving you all this technical jargon, which was accurate, but it didn't match the pictures. You match the announcing to the pictures, or you shut up and let the pictures tell the story. I can't believe I have to be explaining this. And for those of you that think I'm too negative or too picky or whatever, uh, sorry, not sorry. This was a disaster of a call and a final moment of what turned out to be a very thrilling game. But yes, this is, uh, I, you know, they apparently Sean McManus, who gave Romo a chance and then shoveled an absurd amount of money into his bank account when he was at the peak of his powers and everyone was, oh my God, Romo's so great. He went to Romo last offseason and said, bro, you're going to have to watch some games. You're going to have to prepare a little bit more. And maybe Romo's doing that. But you got you to impart the basics to him. This was a false start with a holding, with a personal fact. This was a disaster. You want to hear a good final call? Kevin Harlan, Westwood One. I know it's radio, so the rules are different for radio, but here was Harlan's call. First and goal at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hartman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties, chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58, 25-22 in overtime. Now, that's a radio call there, so again, the rules are different, but that's a much better call of the final play. Okay, let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the commercials real quick. First of all, halftime. I'm not an Usher fan. I'm not anti. I like a couple of his songs that I can recognize, and I kind of groove to them, and I shake my shoulders. Middle-aged dad style but I'm not a huge Usher, Usher fan, so I can't really speak on whether it was a great halftime show or not because I, I don't really, I don't know the artist that well. Many of you said it was great. Many of you said you loved all the collabs and all the extra artists who were brought in. I just asked the question on Twitter, is it me or do we need to get back to having one artist? 
and have that one artist play their four or five or six best songs, their bangers, if you will, and let's do that for a halftime show. It seems like there's just too much muddying of the water on the halftime show. Some of you agreed. Others said, be older, old man. I said, well, listen to me in the morning. You'll hear an old man in the morning. That said, kind of like, you know, he started out on the field, not on the stage. Stage was kind of limited. It wasn't as big of a stage production as it has been in the past. I'm a big fan of the -the over-the-top, insane halftime productions. So this one was a little bit more minimalist. Eh, okay, whatever. If you liked it, great. If you didn't, whatever. Who's going to be the artist next year? They're giving it. They're getting a hard time having these artists do this thing because it costs them money. They've got to pay for the production. They don't get paid a cent. And they've got to have an album or a tour upcoming to support the justification to do this thing for no cost, for no money at all. On the commercial front, the Duncan commercial seems to have won the day. Before we get to Duncan, Timu or Temu, I had the audacity to ask on Twitter, what the fuck is Timu? Well, you haven't seen the ads? I mean, you're on social media, you haven't seen Timu? Didn't you see the ad they ran earlier in the first quarter? Yeah, I saw all that shit. It doesn't mean I know what they are. I've never been to it. People then succinctly had my answer. They said it is... Chinese Amazon in which you've got a good chance of having your credit card number stolen or your goods not arriving. Everything is under $9.99. Cheap Chinese shit delivered directly to you in America. (laughs) Okay, now I know. Thank you. Someone said it's, uh, it's like Wish. I've never been on Wish either, but I'm vaguely aware of it. They said there's Amazon. If you want a cheaper version of Amazon, there's Wish. And if you want an even cheaper version of Wish, then you can go to Timu. I guess that would be the equivalent of going from Delta, say, to Southwest, say, to Frontier slash Spirit. The commercial that seems to have won the night is the Duncan commercial. All right, let's get into the Duncan commercial. It's Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck. My first question to myself was, are they still married, dating, having sex, friends, not friends? Where where are we at on Benefer? And it turns out they did get married again. I had to go look that up. 2022. I'm now up to speed. The Duncan commercial, which featured, of course, the most star power with Brady in the background. He must really be hurting for money or just wants mo, 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 mo money after the FTX scandal. And uh, uh, what's his name from Goodwill Hunting? Matt Damon. Everyone seemed to like it. A lot of star power. I just have one question. What's it about? Can somebody fill me in on that? J-Lo is in a studio and she is auditioning musical acts for what an album a stage show a talent competition at a high school what what are we doing i don't think you should do this all right so jack harlow i know who he is is in the car with uh 
Ben Affleck. And he says, I don't think you should do this. Last year, she came to my work. Now I got to show her what I can do. Okay. Now, I, and I did, what, what, what was that? What do you mean he came to her work last year? What, did I miss that? What, what are we talking about? And why does he need to come to her work? Just to watch or to audition? He's here. Affleck on the track. What up, Bronx? For your consideration, here comes the Boston Massacre. The Dung Kings. So he's got on the Dung Kings jacket with his boys, the banner, cheesy song. J-Lo looks exasperated. Why? He's here. Did she think he was going to come? Touchdown, Tommy, on them keys. Player coach. Got it. I'm open. And needs no introduction, my partner. Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. You said you were going to support me. Donkeys! Don't, don't go away. My heart. Why you dunking me, girl? Why you dunking me? Donkey! Silly dancing. Okay. How do you like them donuts? I'm so sorry. You had to see it, but I forgive you. Lay us on the track. Are we going to be on the album? We talked about this. We talked about that. What, 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 what do they talk about? Let's go. You're blinded by them pinstripes. Wrap it up. Here goes Babe Ruth. Tom, you can stay. You know, I told you I'd do anything for you. This is anything. Chill. They're naming a drink after us. Okay. All right. It, it, it's quite possible that I am just that clueless. But somebody is going to have to explain to me what that was all about. I didn't think it was that funny, but that just might be me. Oh, my God, look at the time. 45 minutes straight of me prattling on about Super Bowl 58. All hail the Chiefs. Your winners, 25 to 22. Much more to chew on as we eat our final buffalo until the next tackle football game in the National Football League is so many, many, many days and weeks and months away. It hurts even thinking about it, but we will chew on and eat from this slain buffalo of a game and all the little Easter eggs and threads and stuff that comes out in the next 24 to 48 hours. And then we'll launch into the offseason and the gears of the long NFL offseason will begin to churn into motion, starting with the combine. Ah! Then the draft, then free agency, then the draft, then OTAs. And who's looking good in minicamp? There'll be some trades along the way. We'll do our best to keep occupied as we transition to basketball. College basketball, pro basketball, a little hockey if you like that as well. Spring training, pitchers and catchers will report as well. So chin up, buckos. Even though football's over, got the UFL coming. Mm? Huh? Would you like the Tamu of football? UFL. Had two leagues that sucked, and they (laughs) mashed them together. Can't go wrong, right? We'll make it up in volume. They both suck, but we now have the combined forces of suckitude to bring you spring football with players you don't know and fantasy leagues you won't be in and wagering on the games which, while legal, will not satisfy. Quite like taking Mahomes plus the points and being a winner-winner Super Bowl chicken dinner. Thanks for listening. I'm going to bed. I'll see you in about five hours on 97.3 The Game. Zabe and Butch in the morning. Have a great Monday, everybody, and we will see you next time.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZAVE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.